0: Good morning. It's a bright sunny morning in Mendocino County and on the air with me, as soon as I get him pulled up here, is Brent Blazer. Brent, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me. Yes. Now, Mr. Blazer, Brent Blazer, is our official emergency services coordinator and he's been working hard to get us all prepared as a county and all the agencies prepared for any coming disasters we might be presented with this summer and beyond. So Brent, welcome to the Airways. This is the first time I've had you on. I want to thank you so much for coming on today and I'd like to just have you take a moment or two, a couple minutes, and introduce yourself to our listeners, um, how long you've been here, where you come from, and your experience in handling disasters and emergencies. Could you do that for me?
1: Of course. Uh, so again, my name is Brent Blazer. Uh, I really I grew up out in Arizona. have been out in California now for, uh, what, 13 years or so. Um, and my professional career kind of uh, began back in the military back in 98. Um, I enlisted in the Army and then um, did a bunch of the college at Arizona State and went back in the military as a commissioned officer and uh, continue to do those missions. And, and a lot of what we joke in the military is that we, we cause an emergency and then we come in and manage it, right? Um, so we break stuff and then we, you know, break, try to pull it back together. And I really didn't know that emergency management was really uh, this much of a profession outside of the military. What I just kind of lucked out. I came uh, to California. Um, I was working with Social Security Administration, and uh, people don't realize that a lot of, support functions and things, emergency resources kind of come from all sorts of different agencies, right? So CalFresh and different programs when uh, people need uh, subsidence. So I was working with the federal agency for about two years and then an opportunity came up with uh, Sonoma County and uh, lo and behold, I kind of, uh, I did the fire academy at that time. I uh, worked with military police and all these different things that made me a good uh, uh applicant and, and when i found out about this opportunity i, I worked with sonoma county for uh, seven eight years and then um it, and so i've basically been doing emergency management for uh 10 plus years so i've done everything when i was in the military uh everything's like katrina responding and supporting um uh, spent multiple months working on operation katrina uh, border missions down south things overseas um, and then since I've been doing this at the local level, uh, for counties, uh, of course we supported the three fires that happened in Lake County, um, you know, the Sonoma County complex fire where we lost seven 9% of all the homes. Um, and then of course, uh, we supported, I supported a town of paradise for about two weeks managing their emergency operations center. Um, so we do a lot of mutual aid obviously. So we go. Um, with incident management teams or whatever it might be and kind of go where the disaster goes. Uh, so this has really been my, my, my sole passion. Uh, I've sat on the state board and our chapter board for the California Emergency Services Association. Um, I sit on a board for Ricks, which is a regional interoperability communication uh, team that's kind of putting together things for the Bay Area. Um, so I support them outside of work, actually. And then, uh, many other different projects that I've worked on through, whether it's at the state level or the County, uh, or I'm sorry, at the, the Bay area, uh, regional level. So, um, and then I was fortunate enough to come to Mendocino County. I've been kind of looking for this opportunity to, to work. Uh, you know, I love this County. We've, we, our families kind of from here and such. And so I was kind of looking for this opportunity. And, um, it finally opened up and, and, uh, made the move so how long have you been in this position at the county level uh in this county i've been doing this for probably going on almost a year and a half now
0: well first time to the air welcome to the county and you have obviously a lot of experience you bring to our small little county so um the reason i've got you on today is because we are preparing i mean everybody is on um, pins and needles for the fire hazards and fire danger we have coming our way with the drought and everything but i also um wanted to get you to talk about today is kind of a a kickoff day for a lot of projects that you've been working on you with the sheriff and other agencies is actually um, if people haven't heard about it uh, this afternoon at noon to one o'clock there's going to be what you're calling a know your zone communications test um, and I want you to kind of walk I want you basically to tell our listeners what's this all about how is it going to help us and how do we as a community get involved and help you i i'm not in on any of these notification lists okay i live high enough in the county that i see the fires coming so i've just never done it i probably should maybe after this show i will be encouraged to so could you tell us what you're doing about this and what's actually going to happen at noon that would be great (laughs) so
1: i just want to make sure everybody right up front what's going to happen at noon is uh noon plus or minus a few minutes um we're going to send out what is called a wireless emergency alert notice. Um, and so that's basically where your phone's going to make a, a special ringtone, uh, vibrate in a different way than it usually does. Um, it may light, uh, the light may flash depending on the model of phone you have. Um, and it'll do that to, to uh, sequences of that. And that is actually a radio broadcast that's hitting your cell phone. It's not a text message like, like other messages, right? Um. So it's really dependent on your locality. It is not an opt-in system, so it's not something you have to go and register for. And we're we're specifically using this system this time around, just one to make sure some protocols that we've changed and adapted in the back background uh, work. Uh, Two, kind of make sure that we've we've built a new website. We want to kind of see the internet traffic, like how many people actually click and use and understand this. Um, and also, again, this is kind of a system that's not, op- it's not a, an opt-in registry, right? So now you're, you're touching people who are here as visitors, as people who maybe work here but don't really register for our alerts and such uh, because they're registered in another county. Um, and so it's a broader spectrum, and it's kind of an easier uh, touch point, if you would. I would like to say we've done other alert tests this year already, um, for Tsunami and for other things where we use the other systems. And advertising for this exercise, I have used, like today we sent out a Nixle at about 8.30 and such. So we've done, we're touching the other systems in other ways, but we're kind of specializing and narrowing our focus on this um, for many different reasons. And one of which is also to make sure the public starts to understand the difference between a Nixle and a wireless emergency alert and things, because when we use this system, it's a big issue okay this is the we're pulling out all the stops for the most part
0: so you're telling me right now that this afternoon at noon my smartphone or my flip phone is going to alert me even though i have not opted into any system is that correct
1: it should should, should. okay it should technically technically okay the, the caveats are you know if you're not in a cell reception area right or um, it, it should stay within the county, but if the cell tower broadcasts to a county next door, you know, those people might get the message. Um, there's all sorts of deviations depending on the wireless provider you have. Um, but the only way we get an idea of how effective these systems are is if we use them periodically. And I'm uh, hoping, it,
0: is it going to blink Go if this is a test? Is it really going to, is it going to blink and say this is a test, don't panic, don't the run? The message is
1: literally going to say test. Mendocino County, so they know it's from our county. Go to mendoReady.org for more info. No other action needed. Okay. That's exactly what to say. Great. And then right. there's going to be other messages. If your phone, depending on your device, has a longer capability, there'll be a longer message. And if you have it set to say Spanish, we did a Spanish translation. Um, so. But that—that that is the premise right there. That's the shortest message you're going to get. That's what most people will see.
0: Well, as we're sitting here speaking, I'm sitting here having a red... There's a bright yellow light flashing in my studio saying, emergency, answer the red phone. And I have no idea what that means. That's not you toggling me, is it, I hope? Nope, that's not <laughs> I have. I have no idea. If my it t- is, I'm checking my phone too. <laughs> <laughs> I would check your phone, please, because it's a big yellow light flashing at me, and I have no idea what it means. Okay, so um, let me just... Stop a minute and say, "I'm Karen Audubonny. This is X and Z. You're listening to me and my interview today is with Brent Blazer. He is the Emergency Services Coordinator for Mendocino County. He's um, he's putting together and working with the agencies to get a system that's going to help us be alerted and get ready for any disasters that are coming. So you're talking about this with cell phones. So if I'm not in." If I'm not in cell range, it's not going to get to my phone. What happens, I mean, do you have a demographics of how many people don't have cell phones and landlines? That's the other issue, I would say, in our rural, challenged county.
1: Yeah, you know, it really is. And and it's also the the type of cell phone you have. It's the, you know, the what service provider, what the infrastructure looks like in your area. There's a lot of things we we don't have any control over. And these are the things we kind of have to get the public to understand. Um, but the demographic, I don't know, to be honest, I mean the more rural the area, the less cell capability. Um, so I'd really have to work with our providers to kind of get we kind of know where our dead spots are and such. Um, but what I really want the public to also get out of this too is, you know, um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, evacuation zones, and typically what would happen, you know, the best the practice that we've always employed was you have a, a fire breaks out, and Cal Fire or whoever the fire elements that go out there start defining um, zones, evacuation zones, based on where the point of origin is. And then they work with law enforcement to evacuate. As some of these events have had, like we've come across in these last few years where they move so fast, um, they people have said, hey, we want, you know, predefined evacuation zones. We want to know what they are, want a constant naming convention. Um, that takes a lot of effort to kind of sit down and look at a county. It's really easy when you do a city um, when it's a smaller area and it's much more defined and there's less urban area, right? Usually, um, when you take a very large county like this, that can be a really challenging task to say, okay, from you know this ridge line to this ridge line to a river, you know, what are our boundaries going to be and how do we define those for the public? so we really worked hard with the fire uh, chiefs and such and the different partners in the county to kind of try to use what we started building last year in the evacuation zones right because we had evacuated such large parts um and then continue to build those zones across the whole county um and then we kind of just kept shopping it for input um with the firewise groups to, to the to um, the fire chief specifically, because they they're the ones that have to kind of like know the area and say, okay, this is how we're going to divide this up, uh, and then working with law enforcement at the different levels of the county. So they, because it's not just about the, the evacuation zones, but it's also can you do traffic control and all these other aspects, right? Um, so we built those out, we've chopped them around, and part of this big reveal is like, okay, so now go to the go to the new website. And please click on the map and identify which zone it is that you live in so that when we send out a notice in the future and we say this zone number and the description, you know that we're talking about you or where you work or where you visit. So that's
0: the other big piece of this. All right. So this big piece is the reveal or the, I like that, reveal, um, the uh, initiation of a new website. So let's uh, very slowly, can you give out that website address so people can start looking at what zone they're in, deciding how they need to be informed? Can you do that?
1: Yeah, I was trying to hold out until uh, they got the text message. But, um, oh, okay. You, you make some really good point. You make some really good points and like it'd be helpful. It's, it is literally mendo ready.org. And um, I promise you, there's things we're still working through. Um, so I hope the public will be kind and understand what we're trying to build for them. Well, let me uh, let me let, let me enjoy. just say let me it's just say
0: be. let me just say, folks, that um, I the the website just got developed, and they were at the last minute pushing to get this all together for today, so they could have the re- big reveal all at once. And I think that uh, actually Brent just got a look at the final one yesterday. You said so. This is really new, folks. Uh, bear with the bear with him. He's doing a really good job of putting put to this together. And they are asking for our feedback, right? Do You want feedback yep. from you want from us, right? They the will
1: be uh, on a social media post later today. We'll be submitting a, a link that you guys can take surveys and kind of give us a little bit of feedback. So yeah, we're and then we're definitely going to work with the fire agencies and, and uh, the through the different levels, the Firewise groups and such. Uh, a lot of times, everybody comes to to say the office here, and I'm one person, and so it's like. I really do work through the groups, um, but yeah, the, the the site went up, and so when you when you build something, and then anybody who's tech savvy, that's not always me to that full extent. I'm, I'm really good, but there's so much to it. You build the site, it looks like it works, and you start hosting it and doing all these things, and then you start finding different things that aren't um, quite you know where they where you thought they were. Um, but it's the team's really pulling it together. It looks really sharp, and some of the other big features of this is one. The first map you see when you land on it, on the page, is actually, um, it's a more of an interactive map. It's, it's basically the map we change in the background when we have a disaster. So right now it's just a green blob for the county. But if we had evacuation zones, we'd post them in there and you would see a red shape for that evacuation order or um, uh, yellow if it's a warning. And so that map actually changes as we're making uh, changes. And then as you click if you click on the know your zone mendo, then it pulls up a map that you can search and just find your address and it tells you what the description and, and name of your zone is. So, um, so one is go ahead, I'm sorry. No,
0: no, That so I was just curious. So um talking about this website. So I'm I'm in the hills, I get an alert on my phone that something's up. Is the alert gonna be by zone also?
1: Yes. Well, you know, then now, so that's some of the things that'll help uh, speed this up is in our messaging, we can be a little bit more clear and say, this is the zone number and this is the description of the zone that's being impacted. And so instead of us having to, to describe that and, and to build that um, new language, if you would, because communication means right. me telling you something and you understanding it, right? And then being able to have that back and forth. And so hopefully we can have some of this worked out so that it makes sense to people when they see it.
0: So if I go to that, so let's say, I'm gonna, we're just going to run through a theoretical situation here. I get alert on my phone. I'm like, oh my God, is this in my area? How close is it to me? I go to the website I pull up my zone. are you going to be updating that zone site and what's going on and what I as a, as a landowner or you know, person in the, in the middle of this situation should be doing? Is this going to be immediate feedback for, for people for the, for the community?
1: It will be the, be the best that we can make it because what we try to do is uh, make the edit to the map and then send out the message to the public. And so hopefully you know it's, it's kind of a couple clicks. Um, but then what shows up on the web page should be what we've clicked, and clicked in the background to make the change. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, we're, gonna, we're never going to hesitate. We're going to send information out. But a lot of people don't react until they validate the information they've heard, right? They do a little rumor control on their own. Right. And also some people understand it when they see it in writing. Sometimes they need a picture. Um, and so we're trying to provide all those things.
0: Yeah. So here's another question I have is that I'm, I haven't looked at your zone map yet, but let's say I'm on the edge of two zones. Am I going to be, how, what's the extent into the, a neighboring zone will I be alerted? Like if the winds, if it's, a, let's say it's a fire and it's definitely coming my way, are you going to alert the zone next to where the issue is?
1: So generally, even though the zones have a very defined shape, each of these alerting systems, whether it's Nixle, right? Nixle only, uh, if you click on something and make a shape, any zip code that touches that shape is going to get the message. So it's a much bigger net that you're casting. Um, Mendo alert can be more specific. We, like I said, some people might get it outside the County. The federal agencies say it's accurate within a 10th of a mile, but we've demonstrated over and over again that until the device in your pocket is one of the latest, greatest, that's very inaccurate. Um, so I'm going to be honest with you. When I send out a message, I go big. I, I'm not going to hide it from people, especially when we have a fast-moving event. It's, you know, we're going to make the shape bigger and tell more people. Our county's tough. We've got a huge county. So um, we do try to target things because we don't want to – some people will start opting out and ignoring you because they hear too much, right? It's, there's that, that big population that are, don't want to hear about every little thing. Um, and then so we do try to but when it's a big issue when we're using some of these systems like wea it's an issue that's probably uh, impacting a lot of people and so
0: we, we cast the big net so how does this how are you going to interface i'm not familiar with all the other alert systems i know there's nexel and i think there's some other alert systems will this be a duplication should people still um, sign up for? I think you have to register for these other alert systems. How how do those interact together?
1: So they're at, in our portal, how we send stuff out, is it's one kind of one portal, right? You kind of select and choose what you want to put out. Um, really, though, to the public's eyes, they should go to Nixle. The best way to do this is to go to the Nixle website and register um, because you create a profile and you can follow all sorts of agencies, right? Because in our county, Ukiah has a Nixle account. Willits has a Nixle account. And the Sheriff's Department has one. And we could be putting out different information. And if you're not listening to all of them, you're not getting it all Probably. When you text your zip code in, that's one way to do it. You could text on your cell phone to 888-777. What happens then, though, it's like an abridged registration. It's just anybody who sends a message to that has zip code, you may get it. Um, and that's that's not the best way to do it. Um, and that ends up in the boat where people say, hey, I didn't get this, or how come I heard it from Lake County? And they don't really understand how they're registered and who they're following. So what we're trying to do with this website is, be, because we also target messaging, right, too, that's another aspect that sometimes you don't hear something because we only send it to a pop portion of the county. Um, one of the aspects on this website, there's a Nixle feed. And everything the sheriff's department is sending out should populate on there and they can just click on it because a lot of people didn't register fully. They don't understand how this works. So I'm just trying to give them another tool to be aware of what's going on. They can also download the app on the on the mobile app for your Nixle um, and for Everbridge, and, and that'll give you more content also. Um the other aspect is there's another, uh, we have a Twitter feed on the webpage, so everything the sheriff's department is twittering out and sending, even if you're not a Twitter user, you can go there and you can see the, the feed as in, and just click on it or read. And so I'm tr- we're just trying to make it as another tool to kind of keep you in the loop and, and drive people to... Um, Uh, basically one site that they can kind of see a lot of what's going on, even if it wasn't targeted at them, because there's so many, there's no one silver bullet when it comes to this communication aspects
0: yeah, that's great. Um, I'm glad to hear there's so many different sources that'll be focused on this one site because I don't even know how to use Twitter to even know how to access it. So, and I know that's a real popular way of getting information out. So this sounds like the go-to one sh- one-stop shopping for emergencies in the county. This is going to be great. Um, and and thank you for putting out the website, folks. It's not up yet and running, or maybe you can check it out, but it's really officially kicking off at noon when all this happens but because i told brent that he was going to have such a wide audience on the radio this morning and he is trying desperately to get all this information out so we can all feel safe safer than we have in the past um the want to let you know if you haven't heard. Uh, Brent Blazer is my guest today. He is the emergency services coordinator for Mendocino County and we're talking about the new alert system that's going to be in place. The test is today at noon. You're going to get it vibrating or whatever on your phone. I can't wait. My phone's never vibrated at me before. This should be a fun day. Um, and get just get everybody prepared about what's going on. So you, how are we? I know you're working with a lot of different agencies. I know you have an office, but I have also know, because I watched the Board of Supervisors meeting, you're trying to find a bigger space where you can set up all these emergency services and have them ready to go when disaster hits how's that coming along do you have a place are you set up are we ready to go just uh, just to push the point
1: <laughs> yeah no uh it's a work in progress
0: okay uh, the county has known strategically they kind of put in their
1: strategic plan back in 2011 that this was a need um and i think what we've seen across this industry and across all these different counties um if you if you don't have an emergency operation center and a dedicated space you're, you're really starting behind the power power curve when something happens right and i say this in multiple aspects because i mean um town of paradise you know it, it burned over i mean there's been multiple disasters in which i've worked in which even when they kind of had it loosely defined where they were going to set up the emergency operation center because they plant they kind of left it on the back burner it became. A not a feasible place to work um napa county during the earthquake a few years ago right what 2015 um the napa quake their eoc they put it on a second story or whatever and um didn't really they would go and set stones up and do things last minute and now they have at the sheriff's department they dedicated eoc space because it was such an eye-opening experience that You can't coordinate your staff, and you don't have phones and emails and and a computer set up and different communication systems, redundant aspects. I don't want to bore you with power generation, all these things, right? You don't have those set up. Now it's you spend the first two days helping yourself before you can really help the public, right? Right. Um, And so uh, I think they've really realized that. And then this county has grown and operationally. And so they're realizing that some of the space that was dedicated isn't really feasible and we need to find um, a better solution and, and look ahead right we don't want to be planning for the issues of, of yesterday when we're having for the last five years epic fires pandemic you know power outages uh, drought now that's going to impact potential power outages i mean you name it um, we need we can't ask the public to be prepared if we're not preparing ourselves.
0: Well, and I will say I, I want to advocate for this department because I think this emergency services is, is really a top priority for the county, along with all the other services, the public health and public safety. Um, you, uh, with the big PG&E money settlement, I've been covering that a lot on the air here, Brent, um, and we know that my listeners know who have been listening, there's $21.6 million at the supervisors and all the departments are figuring out how to, divvy up. I want to put a shout out to Brent. He put together a proposal and he's asked for a mere $658,000 to set up a center. Have a center that's ready to go that they walk in and they're boom, up and running and not having to take two days to get prepared. Um, so if you listeners, if that's something of concern to you and you think it might be a valid way to spend some of that $21.6 million that we got from pg and you might want to reach out to um, a board of supervisors or somebody and let them know because, yeah, it's it's almost June, folks. We're coming into the fire season. We got no water and we are going to need be, to be prepared. So, uh, working with other agencies, Brent, uh, can you just give us a quick rundown of who's in charge? I see a fire. I call 911. It gets big. Who gets activated?
1: Ultimately, we have an amazing partnership with Cal Fire and uh George Galvez, and all those guys under Cal Fire and the units that operate here are phenomenal. I have, I think somebody mentioned setting up a campfire, and I think they got crews rolling and and rotors spinning. Um, I've been very impressed with how much ground they cover and how quick they are to respond, but ultimately, you know, a fire incidents are managed by the type of incident who's got that specialty so it's the hazmat incident we're going to have hazmat kind of leading the way right um if it's a fire obviously cal fire that's their that's their bailiwick and and they do nobody does it more professionally than cal fire um so that they become the lead agency ultimately evacuations are more dictated by i say dictated the recommendations made by fire law enforcement makes um the final decision and also you know what they can they can support right so it's a real partnership between them and the sheriff or local law enforcement it it also falls to whatever whatever jurisdiction the incident is within right so city of Willits or the city of ukiah has its own you know they're the authority until they ask for that help which agencies quickly do what they call a unified command and they make they they come together um because they know a disaster is moving faster than then, it, then people can react, right? Um, so that's ultimately, and then what happens is we call that the field uh, field elements: fire, law, roads. People don't realize, you know, uh, Howard over in DOT. What they, those guys are unsung heroes. Um, but pg and all those utility agencies come together. Um, those are all field elements. Ultimately, what the county administration is doing is we're supporting that. And we're trying to look ahead my job is to kind of understand what tactically is happening out in the field and be able to describe that to our executive staff and say hey you know all right this area is going to be evacuated we need to start looking at sheltering we need to start looking at potentially re-entry as soon as possible and what that needs to look like and any safety aspects and all these other things what the cost may be in the future right um, so ultimately they're in charge we support them and and you know facilitate the containment of, of a disaster as fast as possible because the, the goal is to get people back to normal back in, to get into recovery and to and try to mitigate any other issues that are going to pop up
0: great and so you're you're called in immediately if it's a big event right you' you're aware of everything that's going on and decide and get in, I, I get sure in the discussion. To-
1: I wish I had a crystal ball, but i tried to be, um, you know, because we have fires every day, right? right. Um, we'd not say every day, but we do. We, we the, I'm not a firefighter. Generally, when people say, you know, how, when does emergency management get involved? It's really like when we start evacuating people and that decision starting to be made, it's like, okay, um, please make sure you're paging me so that I call <laughs> You know, they kind of do it automatically in this county, right? right? A lot of counties that have good relationships, uh, Becky over in human services and, and this guy, Brian, they run an amazing team. The cities, Ukaya, Tammy over there, the emergency management staff there. Fantastic. Um, so things start to move. Um, but, you know, we're not, I'm, I'm the one guy and we try to get involved as soon as possible because, again, it's looking forward, not at I try not to look at the fire per se, right? Every we got professionals looking at the fire. I'm trying to look beyond it and say, all right, how many people have been displaced? How many homes potentially going to be, you know, lost? What resources are they going to need? And how do we get them recovery? You know, start asking the state and federal government for resources. Um, Start doing all that um, is is really where I'm looking. And, and trying to give them a good estimation on what we can see and, and support and what we can provide realistically.
0: All right. So, uh, listeners, Brent Glazer. Uh- <laughs> brent blazer is our emergency service coordinator and i'm going to open up the phone line so we can take some calls brent because i'm sure the listeners will have questions and maybe maybe some suggestions maybe questions about where they're at and what's going on in their life don't forget everybody today noon to one the phones are going to be ringing if you have a phone it's going to be a test alert through the wireless alert system that brent blazer has been working on all right you can get those questions in at eight nine Nine five two four four eight, And we have our first caller, Brent. Here we go. We're going to start off the morning. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with Brent Blazer.
2: Uh, Yes. I'd like to know whether uh, this will be going out over landlines as well. And also, uh, for those of us that don't have internet, is there going to be a phone number we can uh, call to um to um uh get at least a recording um oh. of the information
0: all right can okay you, thank you yeah t- we're gonna take that off the air okay thanks so much brent no landlines they're not gonna ring are they
1: no but we already did send a message out earlier today so some who registered may have gotten phone calls and again, we did testing just like that, uh, those types of testing earlier with Tsunami and other types of, uh, of uh, alerting exercises. Um, so today, again, it's focused on wireless emergency alerts um, to get an idea of dead spaces, to also hit a broader range of people who aren't registered um, and let them advertise. And, and again, the key here is we're doing all this advertising leading into it. We're doing this radio communication is multiple different layers. Right. And so it's not, it's about getting the word out there about a new resource. Um,
0: so, so wait a minute. You said, so you said something about landlines. So if there was an emergency, are you actually calling people on landlines to alert them in certain oh, yeah. areas? Okay. That, hap- that happens. That's happening. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. happening. Do you so have, to again, have, their, we, they have to have their number registered or just they're in the book and that does it?
1: So, you know, a little bit of both, actually. You should register, but this year, one of the other things we did was um, you used to, and why you go to these opt-in systems is historically um, utility companies have to sell the government uh, phone numbers, right? But only landlines. They don't have to sell us <laughs> cell phones, and people have exponentially moved. Uh, and I kid you not, we would get a, in, in Sonoma, we'd get a million numbers sold to us every year, and within two or three years, we were down to less than 200,000 because people have exponentially moved to sell and digital white lines. Um, so it became like, okay, how do we fix this? Right. Um, so yes, we do. We use the, so we do buy that back. And what we did this year actually is one of the things is we, uh, upped our services with the Everbridge contract and we actually have all the latest business, uh, white page information. And we have them uploading that data for us, and it will be refreshed. So even if you didn't opt in, if your number is public out there, we we probably bought it this year and got it. I just finished that uh, end of April, May. Okay, uh, end, and, of May, end of April. We finished that and it uploaded.
0: It. And what about for people that don't have internet access at home? If they want, to, is there going to be a number they can call to get information? Is that part of this whole package too yet? We we aren't.
1: We didn't open up a hotline today. Um, really the message is go to mendoready.org and check it out, right? It's just that simple. I'm keeping this as, you know, it's just here's a new resource and we want you guys to be aware of it and we want to see we're testing the functionality of that resource on the back end. So so does that make sense?
0: It does. Unfortunately, I know probably there's a small percentage of people in the county that don't have access to internet service so what i'm going to put out is if you don't have access to internet service and you have neighbors that you might buddy up with that can tell you and let you know what's going on i mean we're very resourceful in mendocino county we're a lot of back to landers and you know all those own you know individualists so um if you don't hook up with somebody that does so you do feel safe brent we're going to take another caller here Good morning. Whoops, that one dropped. Let's try again. 895-2448. If you'd like to have a question or a concern with Brent Blazer, who's our emergency services coordinator for Mendocino County and putting together a great package deal for everybody. Um, um, Let me see if we can get this caller back on now. Here we go. Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
3: Hi, uh, this is probably uh, more a question for CAL FIRE, but and. And if he doesn't have an answer to this, he should probably put it on his radar. Um, It's my understanding that um, uh, when the uh, city um, redid the runway, I will no longer accept um, uh, the footprint of a C-130. And CAL FIRE is going to a C-130 program. Um, I do know that for a fact. Um, And the S2s won't be around forever. So, um, And anybody who's been around for a while... Will recall uh, what happened when they were going the, uh, 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 to close the, when uh, they threatened to close the airbase. Uh, so I'll take my answer off the air, but uh, if he doesn't have an answer, he really should put it on his radar because uh, we don't want to see the U.K. Air Attack Base close.
0: Thanks. I'll All take right. My answer off the air. Thanks so much. Oh, interesting. So they uh, are not going to be able to take the big planes. You know anything about that, Brett? Uh, you know, I'm
1: not going to speak on Cal Fire's behalf. Yeah, I do okay. have experience. What I did in the military I actually was fire support coordination officer, so dropping ordnance, coordinating the aircraft, being the guy on the ground that, that does that sort of thing. So I'm very aware of what runway lengths are and, and how what kind of size aircraft they can support, what an HLC system of, and all that other aspects. Um, I could definitely, you know, we'll talk to the George and make sure there's some good messaging on what the flight line capability is here and what kind of aircraft we can do and make sure we, you know, if it's a concern out in the public we want to address it so
0: yeah especially if they're going to not have the big yeah because we all look for the big airplanes dumping on us on uh, the borate or dumping on the hills i know that the big big planes are actually coming out of sacramento because there's no way they can land in mendocino county so uh folks questions for brent blazer uh, emergency services director for mendocino county 895 we four eight. We're all be going all of us with our smartphones and flip phones you said also are going to be getting a uh um, a test alert this afternoon it's called know your zone yeah know your zone communications test and i i'm gonna give out that website again i know it's premature but folks i want you to have it there so you can go at noon this afternoon check it out when it's up it's dot org the place to go to get all the information you need and maybe more all right brett we're going to take another caller here this morning good morning caller you're on the air with us this morning
2: good morning i have two questions i'd like to know first when was the last time that the coast burned like around fort bragg and how likely is it that the coast would burn in these horrific droughts that we're having and i'll take my answer off the air
0: Okay. I'm not sure that's something we could direct at Brent, we'll see what he knows. Thanks so much. All right. Brent, any idea about that one? You
1: know, I'm going to be honest. I
0: I know a lot of history, but I don't
1: know specifically around Fort Bragg. I know Cal Fire, if we poked around online, they have historical maps of um, when, you know, where they do overlay on top of overlay, when a fire happened and where, and they probably have a really great resource for Mendocino County. Um, Likelihood. I will say that this website, uh, we talked about some of the things about catching information on current emergencies. Uh, there is a link, actually, one of the pages is called Know Your, uh, know Your Hazards, oh. right? And we do hazard mitigation planning every couple of years, it's like every five, um, and it has a requirement. And so one of the great aspects is we've embedded a tool where you click on it. It's actually a state resource, very little, little known about it um and you just go and type in your address and you can click on you know fire and it'll tell you show you where your home is in reference to uh what we call wild urban interface so how like you know how much of a fire threats around you you can click on flood and it'll show you the flood inundation layer in comparison to your address um you know tsunami risk basically all risks like earthquake fault lines it'll show you specifically your address in comparison to those areas um and then uh also I have a bunch of different breakouts on there on that same page that you can click on the wildfire and kind of learn about what the threats are to Mendocino County
0: and what you should do to prepare. This is all at the org site? It is. Wow, that sounds great. That sounds extensive. Okay, I can't wait to go check it out. All right, folks, 895-2448. Get your questions and concerns to Brent Blazer. Um, Nobody's calling, 895-2448. It sounds like this website is um, going to be pretty extensive. Is it going to be easy to get around on, I hope, because I am like a total computer neophyte? Uh. I hope you've you've dumbed uh, it down. (laughs) Dumbed it down some.
1: Essentially, there's only four pages, and that was one of the things that I really strived for. I said, "Listen, I want it clean, simple. Uh, You just scroll through." So, there's literally the first page you land on always is the current emergency, whether we have one or not. All right, right. that's that's what I want you to know. Hopefully what's going on to the best i can right great okay um, we're gonna see you click on the other one and it's yeah. know your hazard and then there's prepare and plan
0: oh that's pretty simple all right we've got another caller on i want to get the callers in as much as possible this morning good morning caller you're with us what's your question or concern
4: Yes, I wanted to apply for um, a grant to get dead trees taken down um, within 100 feet of our road. Um, And I learned that the grants have been, the deadline was May 19th why why doesn't that program go all the way into the fall um fire season extends at least that long and maybe even longer and we're in danger of our if our road catches fire the our area of not being able to get out um, because we have so many thousands of dead trees along our roadway that could go up like matches and uh, fall into the roadway.
0: Thank you. Yes, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know that Brent would know that, but I think the Fire Safe Council has been the one that's been overseeing that. I know
4: my... Yeah, ro- they've already canceled. I mean, it's it's May 19th was the deadline.
0: Yeah, I know. They've been out chipping on my ranch uh, or my road association's ranch for the last couple of weeks. We had to make piles and piles and piles. And I agree. It's a great program, and I don't know if it's just the money. I know that the Fire Safe Council asked for uh, quite a chunk of money to put towards this for next year but unfortunately I think the money's gone for this year but I'm sure well I'm sure supervisors are listening and are going to register concern because yeah what what we've discovered I've been where I've at been at for 35 years and we didn't address it for 35 years it was so now we're all trying to now we're all trying to address it in a month Seriously, And it's been just overwhelming for all of us old folks on the ranch. And I will kind of classify myself as one of them. I've been out there 35 years watching the trees and the firs grow and going, wow, isn't that beautiful? And now I'm looking at it going, wow, what a hazard. So thanks for your concern, well, you know, but I will the register. There's
4: who called previously asking whether or not the coast can burn. Oh, yeah. Drive down the roads and take a look at at our dead tree population and our our dead grasses and everything else. I'm, oh, and I, I scared, assure it's you,
0: sense. and I assure you, when that scotch broom goes up, it ain't going to stop. So thanks for your call and your concern, and I'm sure you've aired it broadly here this morning. Thanks so much.
4: Thank you.
0: Uh-huh, thanks so much.
4: Okay,
0: bye. All right, Brent, we're going to get another caller on. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us. Yeah,
2: hi. Um, I... Uh, um, went went to the Mendo Ready website and um, ooh
0: already that's brave yeah yeah, yeah
2: checking it out it's
0: ooh. pretty cool is There's it cool all right there. you're ahead of me um, and then I
2: and then I clicked on the the know your zone link and it took me straight to Google Maps and I can see the county divided up into dozens of zones and um evacuation zones and there's there's no information on there at all about what what zone i mean i mean i can see where i am my location carved up and but it doesn't tell me what zone so the, okay let's get that this, this, different. Is, this is fantastic no
1: <laughs> so sir uh why don't you click on the actual like the gray box or the shape yeah. that you're in? When you click okay. on it. When you All click right. on it, okay. you see how the other. Other side, okay. side the thing slides out, depending on uh-huh. your browser. If you're there on your you computer, go. it slides from the right. Yeah. And r- uh- right there it says the name of the zone and then the yep. description. I
2: can see it. Okay. Well that that was the key. All right. So yeah.
4: Just yeah, so you I guys didn't, understand. I didn't
2: realize you just needed to click right on it. And um, So thank you. You answered my question. I hope other people can figure that out when they're looking at it.
1: You know, and that's and that's what today's about, right? Like this all made sense. Like it has to make sense from response agencies and get information out and how to coordinate and such, right? But mm-hmm. the next step is like, did we make a product that the public's gonna understand and can use and technology, whether it's on Google or the device, is it gonna work the way we thought it was gonna work? and you can do beta testing but there's always a problem right and so that was awesome thank you You, somebody somebody other than me and other people who designed it it worked for you but you know we can make it better right um the other thing i want people to know is we're going to continue to revise these zones right this was like we've been working on it for months and months and months going around and around at some point you got to get something in place and guess what fire season came faster than we thought all right we're putting it up and we're going to keep revising this and we're going to make it better and you know next we'll go through the zones as we adjust them and we'll find the evacuation routes for each zone we'll define the population and we'll add to
2: this and we'll make a better and better product
0: thank you caller so much well,
2: that's great. I thank you for your work very
0: much. I'm envious. I haven't got to go there yet. So, Brent, we've got another caller, and it sounds like these people are really liking this. So, here we go. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us this morning. Are you there, caller? Hello, hello? I don't know what happened. We're going to try another caller. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hi, I, I called earlier,
3: uh, and I, I, I don't want to say as if I'm hogging the airway through but. I wanted to address the woman that called about the uh, taking care of the dead trees. Yeah, um, and uh, just wanted to direct her to uh, contact her supervisor because there is a oh,
0: lost him. That was my fault, folks. I'm afraid I dropped him. But the maps are great. So let's um. How many zones are there before somebody wants to call back? 895-2448. I didn't ask that question. How many zones are there?
1: Uh, You know what? I did not count them all. (laughs) Uh, There is a lot because you got to remember the cities had their own zones, right? So I had to do those. Um, We made some adjustments, but then the county's big. So what would you say? Like a hundred and something? There's over a hundred. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So I want to thank, literally, we have a team member on that just came a few months ago to join our team Garrett. Um, He, you know, and this was a project that started with search and rescue. I want to give credit to them and, 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 uh, Jared Cheney, he really helped figure us out last fire season in the midst of a fire. And then we built it out from there saying, okay, how do we make this better? And, uh, so our team kind of put it together. And I do want to say thank you to the board, the county executive, and the sheriff who've given us a lot of leeway, and just, like, make this happen All right. Uh, so they can support it.
0: All right, let's see. Now the phones are ringing. Let's see if I can pull this off. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us. Yes.
2: Hello, Brent. Yes. Go for it. I have I have a question about uh, Lake County. Do you know of a similar program as Know Your Hazard in Lake County? I'm in Lake County.
0: Can All right. I hear that? Still? Thank you. Thank you. Anything going on in Lake County, Brett? Uh, you know, I I talked to Dale and the lieutenant
1: that run their program pretty pretty often. I don't know exactly what they're doing. Um, I believe they have some really great resources, and I'd have to look at the most what their most recent is.
0: Well, maybe they see what you put together and take follow suit. Let's see if we can get another caller on. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us, I hope. Turn off yeah, your radio. Hey, good morning. Yeah. Hello. Yes.
3: Hey. I'm I'm looking at the I believe the gray zone map and and the the, the text is in gray and the map is in gray. So it's really hard to read what city is where. What 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 um, yeah, what I think there's cities on the map like Boonville and Manchester for example and then the whole area just anyway Maybe that text color
1: to be different than the zone map color. I, I, I can depending on the browser, right? Because I had somebody here who was uh, their their phone browser was in the dark mode, so it made it hard to see when the Google stuff. But we did it on Google to try to like make it easy, and then also uh, those were resources we had at the time. My hope yeah, is no. that we would transition this product to a GIS product, and in the background, and that would be the next integration of make the maps even better.
3: Okay, but, okay, you already troubleshot it. Okay, I'll let you go, no problem. No, no, but that's great input. Jump on the
0: air I, and squirrel you know, around. we so can look so at your... Great. All right, I'm going to see if we can get some more callers on since it's being so informative, Brent. Here we go. Good morning, caller. You're on the air.
1: I love this. People are actually looking
0: at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, caller, you're with us this morning.
4: Good morning, and thank you for this show. I was just wondering if you could go over that Know Your Zone... Um, you know, the website info that you helped the previous person with, it happened so fast, I didn't catch it. And I'll take
0: that advice on the air. Okay, thanks. So you, you go to the website, and then what do you do, Brent?
1: Um, so literally, it's mendoready.org. Got it. Right, and this we wanted a site that would be very consistent. We could always tell people where to go. Whether Hey, I need to sign up for emergency alerts. Where do I go? Mendoready.org. I need to know what's going on. Go to mendoready.org. You know, like, there you go. It's a site that's easy for everybody to kind of find stuff. Um, and then literally on the web page, um, as soon as you look at there on the map, there's a link that says know your zone Mendo um, right under the, uh, the emergency map. And then there's a whole nother section uh, right farther down. On the same page, as soon as you hit the web page that says "Know Your Zone" and it talks about an emergency zones, and another link to it. So we've put it in several places. Um, you just click on the "Know Your Zone Mendo" hyperlink, and it'll take you to the Google Map with the zones.
0: And then, if I click my where my ranch is i click on the google site of where my ranch is is that what i do blow it up until i see my place and then
1: click it exactly exactly. so when it opens up in google you can click the search button the little uh, micro uh, hour or the uh uh, the microscope or what am i looking for here
0: it's It's probably a zoom thing or something the magnifying magnifying there you go sorry okay and uh there's garrett
1: again saving me uh, so you click on the magnifying glass, you can type in your address. It's going to zoom in on the map, just like you do any other map function online. It'll zoom in to your, your location, then you can literally click on the gray grayness around your home and the side panel is going to slide out and it's going to tell you the name of the zone and the description.
0: Okay, great. Okay, we're coming up at the top of the hour. I've only got a couple minutes left, so I just wanted to kind of see also, I want to finish up with Brent and what he's doing because he's doing such a great job. This is going to be a breakout day, really. I'm kind of excited now to get off the air and go check all this stuff out. Folks, you can go to mendoready.org to find out what's going on. This is going to be like the super link for everything. So is there a place on this site where people can send you comments or concerns and say, hey, I noticed this, or what about you did this? How, did, how do people get comments back to you for feedback?
1: Um, so we are going to advertise a, a, a link later today with the survey. Um, it doesn't really have a lot of free-form comments that you can put in there. Um, but what I would say is we've been doing a lot of stuff online, right, with the social media posts. We look at those comments that come back on, when, on, on any of the social media or the Um, or the Facebook posts, right? Uh, Also, if you want, you can always uh, email oes at mendocinocounty.org. That's my office. So if you have some, you know, input, I really discourage people. Like, I can't really have one-on-one conversations with 90,000 people. Right. But we always, I take that input. I literally, any of the input that comes in, I drop it in a file and I keep, all the comments from different agencies and try to figure out how we're going to address those
0: all right well brett blazer thank you so much for coming on the air thank you for all the work you're doing and i know just want you to know you have the support of all the community for doing this thank you so much have a great day and a great kickoff
1: can I also say Quick. thanks to Huffman's office, Congresswoman's office, We his support, the FCC, and they made this happen.
0: So. All right, you got the FCC approval. All right, thanks, Brett. Um, we'll be in touch, I'm sure.